Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host, and you're listening to episode 131. You know, it's been fun. I've been talking to some of you, Twitter, uh, Facebook, other places, and I get some comments from you that you enjoy this format of my podcast, particularly when you and I are just talking, just like here. Uh, hopefully you're not yelling at your, uh, your phone or your uh, computer or whatever you're listening to me. But I do enjoy the fact that I get to kind of feel like you're sharing some time with me, that we're uh, getting to kind of do this together. I want to thank our sponsors. In this case, it's Impressions ADV. Impressions helps board game publishers get their game distributed out to the market. So take a look at impressionsadv.net, and you can take a look at that. I also wanted to give a shout-out to allusgeeks.com. I have been over there with Jeff King doing a podcast about Kickstarter projects because I usually don't talk about what which Kickstarter... I usually don't talk about what Kickstarter projects are out there right now. I don't usually do that. But what he and I have done, we have this drafting system. We've kind of put together our own fantasy teams, who's outperforming which teams. Go take a look. Uh, All Us Geeks, Jeff King and I are doing a fun little podcast over there. So take a look at that. As you know, if you've been listening, I am in the process of about to launch my own Kickstarter project. This one is for this podcast. You know, each one of us have our own life that we're living and we kind of like this Kickstarter thing because it allows us to realize some of our dreams. And I have to tell you that you have inspired me, moved me, and caused me to want to keep doing this. So what we're going to do is we're going to launch a Kickstarter project, and I'm going to reach out to you and ask you to help me support my dream. And my dream is to continue to do Funding the Dream, bigger, more expansive, and so I'm going to come and ask you for help on that. If you haven't had the chance, it's not very often that you've watched something or experienced something that's quite impressive. But Amanda Palmer, who did $1.2 million on her Kickstarter project, was recently di- she recently did a TED Talk. I strongly encourage you to go take a look. It is one of the most impressive TED Talks I've ever heard. And it kind of helped me realize this relationship that you and I have. Um, sometimes I just feel like, you know, I'm just talking into a microphone and nobody's out there listening. But I realize you are listening. And not only are you listening, but you're, you're, you're giving back. You're giving back through your tweets to me, your emails to me, your Facebook posts, uh, Skype calls, conversations, coming up to me at conventions, coming up to me wherever. And I want to say thank you. Um, It it becomes difficult when you're doing something like this that you don't realize the impact that you have on other people. And many of you have reached out to share with me the impact that this show and my guests and this content have done on you. And I want to say thank you for that. So... Thank you. All right. Let's talk to our guest. Always I have such wonderful guests that come on the show, and this time is no exception. This one's unique because I have somebody here who's on my show from the happiest place on earth. And this is Funding the Dream, and he comes from a place where dreams come true. He is a megastar. Okay, well, he's about to become a megastar, and my guest is Drew Tablack. Drew, thanks for being on the show. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, did I overdo it? No. <laughs> okay. And for my audience, Drew is, uh, has, has a Kickstarter project, but in his day job is uh, – Drew, why don't you tell the audience, what's your day job? Yeah, I am a – uh, professional performer at Disneyland. Um, Dang. So I'm involved in, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. And what do you so do? I'm involved in a number of shows that they do. Okay, like what? 
I'm a part of the Dapper Dans of Disneyland, oh, which is love- the world famous barbershop quartet. Something I never thought I'd be singing in a million years. <laughs> sure, um, that, and they perform on Main Street. Um, and, anybody, and anybody in, who's in, been to, so anybody who's did Disneyland knows what we're talking about. The top, not the top hats. What do you got? The what are those called? The hats. What do you wear? What are those hats called? Do you know? Um, you know they're called um, hats. <laughs> okay, so you got the hats. You I got probably should know, but I don't know. All right, you got the hats, and you got the vest, and yeah, you guys. There's four of you, which is why it's called a yep. quartet. And you guys go around Main, Main Street singing, right? Yeah, we do. We have a four person bicycle that 99 percent of the time is very safe and successful. <laughs> Um, and, and then there's the other 1% where things get a little treacherous, but for the most part, we're okay. And then we also play instruments. They're over a hundred years old. Uh, they're called Deegan organ chimes. And it, you know, so we're singing and tap dancing and playing those things all at the same time. You are. And it's a lot of fun. You know, the first thing I think about those with that bicycle is the, uh, trolley tracks is don't get that front. Yep. Yeah. Don't get that front wheel in the, in the railroad tracks. There. Yeah. If it, if, because it's happened. If you get, if you end up in that ridge, there's nothing to do. You just have to stop, get out. All four guys pick up the bike, set it down, get on, and start all over again. Oh, that's kind of fun. But that's not the only thing you do there, right? That's true. I am also with a group called the Voices of Liberty. Voices of Liberty has been in Epcot for as long as Epcot has been around, and they brought them over to the Disneyland side. Uh, in December of last year. Um, and then I was also uh, the soloist for their Candlelight Processional. Disney does a Christmas concert every year, and it's usually two nights, and they have a celebrity narrator, um, you know, full choir and orchestra. Well, it was so successful last year, or the two years ago, rather, that last year they decided instead of doing two nights, we're going to do 20. 20 nights? And so 20 nights of candlelight. Now I had been the, you know, chosen to be the soloist two years prior. And so when they said, well, we're doing 20 nights, can you do them like <laughs> in a row? Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. So I was, I actually did 18 of, of the 20 nights. And I'll tell you, um, that was one of the most, uh, personally rewarding, uh, and emotionally satisfying gigs that I've ever done Disney or not. Um, they, uh, I got to sing Silent Night in Spanish with the acoustic guitar, and then the choir came in with the full orchestra. And just being able to see all the people's faces from, you know, the train station all the way down to the castle, and just see, you know, Silent Night and you know, mothers holding their children, just weeping. It was just, in, just an incredible response that the audience had. It was, it was quite something. Wow, I do know that. Uh... So the audience knows that Drew is a personal friend and a friend of our family. And, and so when he launched his Kickstarter project, that's one of the reasons I had him come on the show. But I'm sorry. It's, I've watched your video. It's quite moving. Uh, you were so generous when a member of my wife's staff had their family there at Disneyland. And uh, you, uh, you sang for them. And they came back. And they were just, almost as they recounted the singing, they were in tears. So it's, it's pretty impressive. Uh, usually I can compose myself on my, sh- it's my show, but, uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> it's, your heart. yeah, it's, it's, very it's something. It really is something. It's very moving. Now in those 18 days, did they give you uh, time off? Did you still have to do your dapper dance? 
No, that they definitely uh, okay. they kind of had me on an exclusive, so they took me out of all of the other shows that I did just to keep me right. You know, right. So, so that, we, that, that was so high profile. There's a different celebrity narrator every couple nights, and so there, you know, there was definitely a microscope on this gig, particularly that song, and particularly this year because we went from two to twenty. You know, there right. was a lot of high profile working. Yeah, exactly. So. So you mentioned your show. So we've got Dapper Dan's. We've got Sons of Liberty. Is it Sons of Liberty? Voices of Liberty. Voices. Voices of Liberty. Yeah. So for my audience who's listening, I know that you're thinking, holy cow, this guy is busy. On top of that, you just came off a tour uh, that had nothing to do with Disney. And then you decided that, you know... Life isn't so. Life's boring. I think I'll launch a Kickstarter. <laughs> I think I'll launch a Kickstarter project. Tell us about this Kickstarter. I know. Project. Yeah, tell us about this Kickstarter uh, project. Yeah, um, I have been a professional singer for a number of years, and there has never been a time, even when I was a little boy, that I didn't want to do a Christmas album. Back then, it was I want to do a Christmas tape, and then a Christmas CD, and now it's it's just the, the album and it's always been in my heart that it's something that I really wanted to do. When I did the candlelight processional, the emotional and spiritual, frankly, if I can say that, um, response from the audience was so strong and the vision became so clear to me that it was very, very clear that the time is now. This is the time that I'm supposed to do it. Um, I had, before I even sat down to write the, you know, the first number everything's planned out in my head. I know exactly what the songs are going to sound like. I know exactly what the arrangements are going to be. I know exactly who I'm going to use for each song. It just came to me so quickly that it was just confirmation to me that, that now is the time to, to make this dream come true for myself. Um, so, so uh, that's, so for, that's when I decided it's time to go. So for our listeners, what that is, is that um, if you're, if you go out to Kickstarter on Kickstarter, Drew has a project called basically Drew Tablack. That's T. T is in Tom, A, B is in boy, L, A, K, Drew Tablack. And you can go to drewtablack.com and it'll redirect right now to the Kickstarter page if you're listening because the project ends in about a week. So it ends on March 18th. Now, what, in seven days, well, six days and I think yeah. 20 hours. <laughs> it has been a little stressful as you're, as you're counting down the yeah. time. Yeah, but one it's of the true. things that's been kind of cool is, is that, you know, Every back, every project owner struggles with different aspects. And in your case, a bit of the struggle was what to give away, right? What to give away as part of their pledge, right? Oh, yeah. And so I'm looking at your pledge. And so for $10, they can get a a digital copy of your – this uh, EP. Mm -hmm. What's what's EP stand for? Electronic? No. It's a – yeah. It's basically – it's a a shorter record. EPs are – uh, generally between five and six or seven, seven okay. songs. The, you know, the, the age of, you know, everyone coming out with a, you know, disc of 10 to 12 songs that has been produced by a record label have really gone the way of the dinosaur. Um, you know, record labels were famous for, you know, being just onerous and, and uh, stingy and, and unethical with their artists. And now in the age of iTunes and other, you know, digital downloads, it's kind of changed the game and we get to decide what we're going to do and we get to, to do it ourselves. So that way we're making all the decisions. So it's really our vision because often the artists are the ones that are in touch with what's going on rather than the suits up in a, you know, up in an office. Right. But what that also means is that we have to come up with the financing ourselves. Yep. And that's, and that's kind of where we're at here. And so as I look over your project, 
some of the things that you did uh, that I thought was, uh, was kind of cool. For example, for those who are pledging at a certain level, you will record a personalized multi-track of happy birthday. Now, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? No, um, a multi-track is when one, it's an acapella piece. So in this case, it would be four voices. And one person, that would be myself, sings every single part. So I'll, be, I'll go in the studio, I'll record the bass line. Go back in, record the tenor line. Go back in, record the alto line. Go back in and record the soprano line. So it's basically four Drews singing together. Dang, that's to, kind of uh, cool. To, yeah, and it's difficult to do uh, just because it requires a you know a large range not to be you know, to sure. my own horn, but it you know it, it takes a lot. I'm actually uh, I've hired an arranger. I've commissioned this arrangement of Happy Birthday, so it's going to be exclusive to all of the people um, that that get this. It's it's uh, I've gone through a couple of of edits and I've sent it back to my arranger and said I need it this way. I need it this way. Um, so that it's exactly right, and it, it will be something that is actually special. It's not going to be a generic happy birthday. It's something that I'm having written especially for my fans. Well, that's cool. And, and, and I also like what you've done with your project because what you did, um, the project still hasn't funded. It's two-thirds of the way there. It's got a week to go, so you're fine at this point. But one of the things that you're looking at, and I say that so cavalier, don't I? I know. <laughs> what I was just thinking was, oh, just fine for you. Maybe we have different definitions of just fine, but okay, go ahead. But I like that you you have one pledge level, and you actually give it a call out. You're like, this is the one basically you should pledge at. This is the best value. And as I look at Absolutely. it, you've got you've got hard copies of the CD. You've got some songs in there. But what's cool is you've got in addition, you'll do a custom recording. And, and this is one of the things I like about your your Kickstarter project is this uniqueness that you've kind of put a personal touch. You've looked at yourself, said I have these talents and these type of things. And and just so our audience knows. Um, you have fans, but you've not actually, until you launched this Kickstarter project, you haven't really cultivated a following of those fans. Is that right? It's true. I'm, I had no idea how many fans I had until we started this. And if I had, I would have done this a lot sooner. Because we launched the Facebook Jude Tablack fan page at, in the very end of December. So it's two a little months. more than two months Two yeah. months later, we have over 1,500 likes. Just like that. Boom. It, it was just unbelievable. I just could, they just came pouring like, oh, my God, he finally has one. Um, now, the what website, is, you know, why, mailing list just so blew we, up. Why? What, why do you think – because here's why I'm asking this question. Because my audience, they're listening, and they're thinking, oh, um, they are – comic artists or board game designers or filmmakers or they're artists. Um, maybe not as high profile and, and at the same level that you're performing, but they're still artists. And, and in some ways you're giving them an insight that sometimes you, you don't pay attention to the fans. You just, you kind of, right. And now there are ways to actually yep. capture them. And then, and Kickstarter allows you to monetize those. So what do you think? We only have a couple of minutes, but what do you think held you back from, finding a way to talk to your fans? I didn't know. Honestly, I didn't know that they wanted to. Never in a million years would I have dreamed that, you know, hundreds and, you know, getting to the point of thousands of people would be interested in what I have to say and what, you know, what my life is like and that I was having such an effect on them just by singing. 
um, I had a woman that came up to me and, and said, you know, I have never experienced, I don't, I don't even know you, but I, I saw you and it made me, me, you know, sent me back to church, you know, is essentially what she said. So it's just, you know, I, I didn't realize that that effect w- was taking place. And I love that we're, we're talking to artists. The biggest thing that has helped me more than anything, you know, obviously as an artist, it's your, your job and joy to, you know, put your heart and soul into it. So it's more than just a piece to look at. It's more than just a song to sing. But what has gotten me this far so quickly is responding to every single email. Anytime someone, you know, tweets something, you say, thanks so much for the support. When they, when they add you, you send a little message saying, hey, I really appreciate it. That's great. And it's just unbelievable how quickly that spreads. It's the word of, oh, my God, he actually talks to me. He's so <laughs> sweet. Well, he's not, he's not, his head isn't in the clouds. He's not conceited. Everybody else I've ever done this to, they don't talk to me. And he responds. And that has just created not just a larger fan base, but a fan base that loves you more than the others. Yeah, that's great advice. Just to be humble and be responsive and, uh, and then yeah, talk that. to him. Talk to him. Well, that's great, Drew. I really appreciate you taking a few minutes. I know I've caught you in between one rehearsal and uh, for those who are listening, it's about uh, eight, almost nine o'clock at night. You're off to another rehearsal. So I appreciate that you just kind of yes, I am. <laughs> slipping, slipping in here and letting us have a chance just to kind of talk and share a little bit of what you go, you're going through. Oh, Richard, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, the pleasure is ours. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, and our guest has been the very talented Drew Tablack. If you don't believe me, go visit drewtablack.com on Facebook or just the URL and take a look and listen to his Kickstarter project. Uh, He's moved me and my family, and so we are privileged to have him on the show. Uh, Hopefully, you've heard something inspiring. I know I have. I always do. Uh, I've been moved uh, Drew is a very talented young man, and uh, I'm very pleased and proud to see his Kickstarter project doing so well. Please go take a look, show him some support and some love, and uh, we look forward to seeing your Kickstarter project out there as you become inspired. Thank you for listening. Take care.